This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. I, I love the various songs we hear with our favorites from our lovely listener. <laughs> I feel like we're going to mess this up. But what's new? We do that several times a year. True. We're doing a good song bracket. We hope it's a good song bracket. Ooh, Round two of our good song, good bracket. song bracket. Please bless it's a good song bracket. Good, 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 good song bracket. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we're starting the show off with the falsetto? <laughs> That's a bad news. Really bad sign. <laughs> uh, welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Oscar predictions show. So fun. It's everyone's most anticipated show of the year. And I know it was on just yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Oscars were. But we will not be posting the winners until later this week. So keep an eye out for that on our, in our social media pages. We'll be announcing the winner and we'll be releasing a bacon bit as well. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Then you'll see who won. We also appreciate your comments. We're going to Instagram today where Sprigito says, Easy! I just voted for Dune in every category it was nominated in. Unless it against the power of the dog, then I voted for that one. I mean, that was honestly a good strategy. That's, he'll probably right? win. Exactly. And then Crumpy Lady says, The In Memoriam section is the best part of your Oscar predictions. <laughs> I always enjoy these episodes because you tell me all I need to know about the nominees and I don't actually have to watch the movies. You're welcome. Or Oscars. Bravo, bravo. P.S. I'm still going to watch Coda when I feel like having a good cry. So maybe never. Oh, I think you should watch it. Uh-huh. Like I told her, I said, I think you'll laugh as much as you'll cry. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Sam Ma says, one of the best parts of Bacon Sale is waiting for the artwork to drop every Monday. So good. Aww. Kent, thank you for making us Oscars. The second time this year, we've been statues. It's it's our trophy Is it year. what was the first one? It was the... Sports. Uh, yeah. Oh, sports. Yeah, sports. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> also, we do have an announcement. Yes. Uh, don't stress yet. But we have our anniversary show coming up, which we do every year. It's coming very quickly. And so we are looking for the best of the best. Yes. And so we will be sending the out the... listener of listeners. Exactly. <laughs> for 2022. And uh, we'll be sending out the pre-quiz soon. So don't stress. We'll let you know about when we release that and how much time you have. Stress. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Once again, we are returning to the bracket to name the, the Song of Songs. Songs. Oh. Sorry. What? I just I, I, I missed it because I was looking at the bracket and my mouth just dropped. Oh, yeah. Some of these first matchups we're going to have to be doing today. It's, it's insane. No, the entire thing. We're in trouble. Like Zach said in his song, we're making mistakes here. Yeah, no. On bacon cell. Well, no, he, we don't make mistakes. I mean, if it's bacon cell proof, great. Yeah. But I'm stressed. This bracket will feature several final round worthy matchups. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this round alone has a matchup that I have been dreading since this bracket was put together. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be insane. It's not our fault. It's yours. So we had our previous episode, or two episodes ago, mm-hmm. we, we did the first round of this where we whittled down 64 songs to 32 songs. We're now going to take this all the way to the end and pick a final winner for the Song of Songs. And then we will reveal who actually submitted that final, that winning yeah. song, and they will receive a gift card that will give them a couple months of free streaming yeah. to the service of their choice. We realize everyone uses different streaming services for their music. So it, we wanted to give you a gift card. If for, you really want vinyl or a CD, we can arrange send that Send us well. a message. Yeah. You we'll probably don't. Well. But if but you if like you Amazon do. Music or, or iTunes. The, Spotify. Or, yeah. Do you still have iTunes? What are they called? Apple, Apple Music. Music. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. it is now. Uh, yes. But we will get in contact with you and work out that and give you a, a couple months free of that. Just so you so, can listen to all the music you want. Good luck to the winner. Yes. So let's get through this, gentlemen. Let's it, do this. It is, once again, if two people vote for it, it moves ahead. It's just, that's how it works. And we're doing, once again, 33% original impact, 33% longevity, and 34% personal taste. Probably. At least for this first round. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe some singing as well. There we go. 
All right. First up, we have Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Is I'm this the real life? <laughs> <laughs> Is this just like fantasy? We don't plan this, everybody. No. It's clear. Again, I looked at each uh, other. I was like, I'm just a and poor saying something boy. Different. Versus one from you two. One love, one, one blood, love. carry yeah. each other, carry each other. Oh, what was that, Zach? I've never known the words. It's just one. He says one over and over again. Uh, so Bohemian Rhapsody is the most streamed song from the 20th century. Really? Yeah. Kind of weird to think about. That is pretty crazy. It has been downloaded or streamed over 1.6 billion times, beating out actually a couple other ones that we still have on here. Yeah, very true. It hit number one in several countries and one hit number 10 on Billboard Hot 100, and that's what we'll be referring to. What? That sounded weird, that sounded weird to say one hit 10. One but, hit 10. Yeah, yeah yes. One the, by U2, they actually were inspired by the band's fractured relationships. They were having a hard time. This song kind of brought them together, like I said in the last show. But Bono described the song's theme as such. It's a song about coming together, but it's not the old hippie idea of let's all live together. In fact, the opposite. It's saying we are one, but we're not the same. It's not saying we even want to get along, but that we have to get along together in this world if it is to survive. It is a reminder that we have no choice. Of all the songs on this bracket, this one has some of the most meaningful lyrics. Yes. Because a lot of these songs are Wait, very trippy. You're saying that that has more meanings than uh, above was a <laughs> devil put aside for me. I know, crazy, right? It actually has a theme. Galileo, Weird. Joel. Galileo. <laughs> but yeah, one is a beautiful song. I remember, well, we knocked out Pride in the last episode. I know some people are upset about that. Yeah. I would say of the same sounding caliber of songs, I think one is the stronger song. And it's mm -hmm. the one I think of generally probably... You know, top five. I disagree too. Because I, I think if Pride were on the list, this may be a little more difficult for me. But right now, it's Bohemian Rhapsody taking over one. I like one. Mm -hmm. I think I like every song on the on this bracket now. Like I would listen to every song all the way through. Yeah. Sure, but one is not going to win against Bohemian Rhapsody. For You're me, just putting it out there. For me, yes. It's just that's how it is. Joel's voting for Bohemian Rhapsody. Kent, so am I. All right, I do love one. I, I love it, but I also don't want to make the show too long. So okay, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody moves on. Is this the Now we have Tom Sawyer by Rush. <laughs> Nose flute. Second, yeah, second had to make an appearance. Versus The Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel. La la la. La 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 la. I think we did it last la, time. La la la. The letter. That's the part. <laughs> it was two weeks ago. Would you like to hear In just the clearing stands a boxer routine. and a fighter by his trade. I Is that, that the words? Song. Yes. It's so pretty. I don't know any of the words to these songs, apparently. Yeah, well... Uh, Actually, I know every word to Tom Sawyer, and that's Do weird. you really? Yeah. I've heard this song so many times. But you, so you can you, understand You know the lyrics them? of Tom Sawyer? Oh, I catch, don't know what they mean. Catch the spit. You know that lyric? Catch the spirit. Catch the spit. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ew. weird. Though it's mine and not my rent. <laughs> what does that <laughs> one mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Sawyer has been played at every single Rush tour since its release. Yes. It is the most one of the most played songs on classic rock radio in the United States. Yeah. And then you get the boxer, a little more folk sounding. The peak position there is seven on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, seven compared. against 44, yeah, which Tom is Tom 44. It is based on, Zach, it's based on, a, it's a first person lament as well as a third person sketch of a boxer, which I always think of Raging Bull when I listen to this song. 
of I the don't boxer. Know why. Yeah, it's just that kind of in my head. That's what I. Well, it's such like a Nero movie. It's such like a heavy story where the boxer is kind of a biblical take on a boxer, mm-hmm. right? So that kind of makes sense. The original recording of the song was very, very produced and took over a hundred mm-hmm. hours to record for the boxer. The boxer reminds me of like road trips through Idaho. Like, and that's not a bad thing, sure. but just kind of like driving and it's just a lot of flatland, some mountains, and it's, it's, it's semi-pretty. It's an above average length song at five minutes, but for yeah. me, it's the longest five minute song I've ever heard. I don't know why, but that's because you listen like, to Rush. So every song that's five minutes is <laughs> yeah. Like, Tom Sawyer is four and a half minutes, but it doesn't bother me because because it's it, rocking. It has almost has movements, right? This one just kind of does the I'm playing slow guitar and now we're hiding. I and then we're back to the slow. Which, guitar. by the way, the lie, the lie was a placeholder. Paul Simon put that as just mm-hmm. a placeholder, but then it became like the part of the finished song because just worked. I think the problem here is maybe it's uh, Simon and G, as I like to call them. Once no. again, <laughs> again. Uh, they, they're an amazing duo. And Rush is an amazing band. But I wouldn't know anything about Tom Sawyer if it weren't for T-shirts in junior high, I Love You Man, or Ryan Farron. Right? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even know this song if it weren't for those few things. So you, I think the last listen ability... To, to classic rock radio? No. Really? Okay. I don't listen to radio. Well, that's true. Yeah. So I do think the boxer has more last ability even though Tom Sawyer is recently popular in the sure. past 10 years. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you guys know where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, I am absolutely voting Tom Sawyer. This is one of my favorite so, songs of all time. And I'm going Boxer. So you're going Boxer, which yes. puts it to you, Joel. So for me, I do enjoy Tom Sawyer, but I'm going to go with Kent on this issue because... Oh, come on. My Ooh. knowledge of Tom Sawyer primarily came from Bare Naked Ladies and the song Grade 9. The band. Yeah, this, when they, yeah, when they yeah, do that little nine, rush baby, break baby. in there, which I was like, that's so okay. cool. Well, you mentioned... That, uh, my... my death rattle fact you mentioned that they played it at every concert and i absolutely love this you always worry that your favorite bands don't like playing the music that they've overplayed it this band was together for 40 years playing this music and something that i loved uh neil parrot the drummer said he never got tired of playing tom sawyer because it's hard yeah and it was always a challenge on guitar and so he always felt a sense of accomplishment when he did it correctly i think it's the only song in the bracket that hasn't been covered by anybody yeah because it's it's impossible right yeah and every time you do it's like oh that's empty musically these guys are geniuses yeah and and we did a whole episode about it okay (sighs) zach we did a whole episode simon you monsters but i will give i will tip my hat of respect to tom sawyer for being a more musically complicated song and a better song but the truth is it has i mean uh the boxer has like 20 years on Tom Sawyer for longevity in the sense it's still around. People still know it. So, and I get had to peak higher too. So it's oh, nothing personal, great. Zach. Yeah, really? Oh, fine. Okay. Well, the it's boxer, personal for me. The boxer moves on and I hope he gets punched in the face. In the clearing stands a boxer and a fighter by his dream. Next up, we have Hotel California by Eagles. On a dark desert highway. Cool wind in my hair. Warm smell of Kalitas. Rising up in the air. It's like a little reggae vibe over here. <laughs> That's I can't hit those high notes. It's pretty good. Henley sings so good on that. Versus I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Go on now, go. Go Walk out, out the, the door. door. Just turn, turn around, around now. Because you're, you're not welcome, welcome anymore. Can't see our dance moves, but they are on point. <laughs> and our faces too. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I love this matchup just because it's random. This well, is, this is well, a weird but matchup. Hotel California peaked at number one, and I Will Survive also peaked at number yeah. one. For three weeks. Yes. Sales, Hotel California for it does eke out I Will Survive. They had six million, whereas I Will Survive had four million certified sales. This is but not Hotel an California, easy one. Hotel California is one of the tracks, I believe, featured on the number one selling album of all time, Eagles Greatest Hits. Yes. yes. So, yeah. Well, a fun fact about I Will Survive 
it wasn't originally the A-side. Like like we talked about before, um, back in the day, kids, there were records and there was an A-side where you had all the cool hits. And then you had the B-side, which was where you put the other songs. So this... I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor was a B-side. The, the A-side substitute was like they spent most of the time in the recording studio recording that song, Substitute. They only had 35 minutes to record I Will Survive. And the studio musicians didn't even know the song title or the mm-hmm. melody of the song. And they just kind of just like improv and just kind of started doing riffs. And that became I Will Survive. So when Gloria Gaynor recorded I Will Survive... She did it with a back brace on because she just got surgery because she suffered a fall at a recent concert. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, so she goes, it means even more to me because that's truly where I am. Wow. So there's full meaning in that, and she still belts it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the, the meaning behind Hotel California... Is what? Go on. It It's... Hitchhiking and Hen- drugs? Don Henley said the song was about, quote, a journey from innocence to experience. That's all. Y'all which, are making too big of a deal of it. Which is just, you know... <laughs> yeah, uh, pass it on. And the Eagles have performed Hotel California 1,038 times live. Yeah. Still performing, And it's right? a six and a half minute song. Yeah. That's a lot of time they've spent playing it. Staying at the Hotel California. Uh, this that, is a good matchup. It really is. So I think you have, with I Will Survive, it is a fun song. It's a great like road trip song. Great disco you anthem. Put it, you put it on in the car mm-hmm. and people are going to sing to it. I think it, its downfall here is that, it, it, like you mentioned, it's rooted in disco. And a lot of people just inherently don't like disco. But, uh, but I think but, this, okay. this song surpasses the genre as well. Yeah. But you put this on... Zach, you're a DJ. Yes. You put Hotel California on a dance. What do people do? Nothing. Well, you put it when... I will survive the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a party. Party for sure. Yeah. So the question is, I guess, you know, kind of how are we looking at what's the greatest song of all but time? If you, uh, that, I think that's a factor. That, it's not the only factor. One that will get uh, people on the dance floor or one that has more musical complexity? If you want to sit down and listen to your song of songs, do you want the fun song that's maybe a little bit of a gimmick? Or do you want to sit down and listen to something that's more musically complex? And Is it a gimmick to talk about recovery and getting over something that was really difficult, though? Is that a gimmick? It is when Cake does it. Or is it, yeah, yeah that's true. Glory, or is it, a, it is did a not self-anthem, like, right? Gloria Gaynor did not like Cake's version, by the way. I love Cake's She version. said she did not like the profanity they added, so she didn't like the... Uh, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense, yeah. actually. Yeah. But no, I, I don't think you can call this song a gimmick other than the backing track that sounds a little bit cheesy, because the song is wonderful. Sure. It's that like, said, the backing track of Hotel California is better than the lyrics of Hotel California. But you know, Kent, she did not record this. She did not write the song. Sure. Oh, not, this was written by a guy who got fired by Motown Records. And so this was his, mm-hmm. I'm going to do better. So it's recovery in the career sense. Right. But I guess she was singing. I, I feel like she has the soul, whereas I feel like music, musicality-wise, Hotel California is better. But it's kind of missing a soul for me. It's not what? as much classic rock because I, I don't relate to this song at all. You've I just never go, driven on like a dark desert highway, cool wind in your hair and been like... <laughs> in my yeah. convertibles. Yeah. It's still a great song. Nothing against it. But I think it's soul versus kind You've of... You've never tried to stab it with your steely knife and you can't kill the beast? <laughs> so are yeah, you officially you. putting your vote forward for, for I Will Survive? Because I don't think it will get the other votes. Yes, I am. Okay. And Joel? I Will Survive does not move on. Yeah. Uh, right. No, it's Hotel California for yeah. me. It, it was a close match, but I do think Hotel California... Okay. I haven't voted yet. What did you, what did you vote? I thought you were voting for Hotel California. I will survive. I have not voted yet. Oh, oh, my, my you, apologies. Do you like this song, Joel? Don't make it personal. Does this song make <laughs> you happy from your childhood? No, because Tom Sawyer made me happy. Don't, Don't make it personal, it Zach. And you can listen to Tom Sawyer anytime you want, Zach. The only reason Kent voted for I Will Survive is because he thought you already voted for Hotel California. Joel, I love I Will Survive. 
But yeah, I'm also voting for yeah, Hotel California. Uh, of course. I mean, yeah. Did you really think he was going to? I wanted. I wanted to. Spite in his eyes. I mean, just because he pulled out. I had, what a wonderful he had world. Spritz of spite in his eyes. I, I was ready. I was ready to just take it out. But yeah, Hotel California moves on. Now we have Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules. And so, so do I. <laughs> Versus Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Billie Jean is not my love. Girl, what it that I am the one. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling oh, in his man. grave. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know what I hate? Jump on. You know what I hate, by the way, is that no doubt ripped off the Billie Jean drum anthem. So sometimes Ooh. this song will start, and I think it's Billie Jean by Michael and Jackson. Like, dun, dun, dun. Funny how I find my No, 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 no. It's the keep on dancing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just in case you didn't remember this, never going to give you up. Top the charts in 25 countries. Yes. Uh, the video we were all Rickrolled in 1987. The video has received over 1 billion views since it was uploaded to YouTube in 2009 for uh, Never Gonna Give You Up. But there's no way Never Gonna Give You Up going to beat Billie Jean. Never. It can't. In no world. It's a great... I actually really do enjoy the song Never Gonna Give You Up. I said it before. It. I listened to Lock the entire off. Rickroll when I get Rickrolled, but... I really, really you like pain. the song. You like Never Gonna Give I You Up. I really, really like it. What happened to you since never two weeks you ago? Up? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's so fun. It's fun. But Billie Jean is also fun and it's an amazing song. Yeah. I swear like mine. Uh, so we're uh, moving Billie Jean on. Obviously. I'm giving a vote to never going to give you up then. Shame on no. you. Just for fun. No. Billie Jean moves on. All right. We moved through uh, one quarter of the bracket already. Things are going along well. Don't stop believing from Journey. Street lights, people. Starting too high, Joel. <laughs> You're on your All own. Always starting too brother. high. Sorry. Versus Respect by Aretha Franklin. What you want? Mm. Baby, I got it. Mm. <laughs> what you need? <laughs> you know what I got? Why are we doing Michael Jackson? <laughs> You're putting me. It's like Michael Jackson Al over there. Now, this is actually an awesome one because these are both sort of anthemic songs yes they are that people like yeah. just love to they, i mean both are popular in karaoke people love to sing uh, these out one's popular in karaoke because people i would say people are a little drunk uh sing this past 11 30 p.m like oh. you're gonna hear this all the time some trashy karaoke bar oh, trust who's me. gonna try respect and nail it i have karaoke stories later on people try about respect not about these two songs just wait for it there's okay. one song that has caused death trust what? me people try respect they fail but they no. try. Well, okay, but Otis Redding, when he Otis Redding is, Ooh, is I the one who to originally that did it, and did not like it. It's it's very different. It's got a different sound to it. But even they, like Otis Redding and his band, is not really sure who wrote the original version mm -hmm. of the song. They said it may have been a guitarist in the recording studio at the time. But then Otis Redding, Otis Redding did it, and Aretha Franklin had been performing it for a while before she decided to record it as her own song, and she made it her she own. Did. She actually kind of changed the theme of it as well. Yeah, yeah. She flipped the gender and made it yes. all about kind of, you know, respect me as a woman. Uh, both are in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Respect did win so. two Grammys. Uh, Don't Stop Believing, though, has so many singles sold. I was going to say Don't Stop Believing has more sales. They have 12 million, whereas Respect uh, has about two. And then uh, Glee made it more popular. Stop. Uh, it, did they not? Yeah. I would say this is probably one of the most overplayed songs. 
in the bracket and if not the world. Hey, yeah. But then we look at peak position. Respect gets number one mm-hmm. on the Billboard Hot 100, whereas Don't Stop Believing only reached number nine, yeah. which seems weird. I think that Don't Stop Believing is probably my preferred song here, but I, I think that Respect is a better song and, and it's going to get my vote. I'm going with Respect. I am going the opposite direction on this one, Zach, because I was just looking at these two songs and wondering if, if either one of these came on, which one am I more likely to sing to? And kind of just enjoy and don't stop believing just that it starts off with the music. And then as soon as the lyrics kick in, I want to sing along. Is is that sincere or ironic? I don't know. Because a lot of these sincere, a lot of the songs in this bracket, I think much like never going to give you up. I I think I, I, at this point I like ironically, and I feel like don't stop believing is in that category now for me where it's like, I will absolutely sing along to it obnoxiously, (laughs) you know? So I don't don't know. But yeah, but I, I like both these songs. This is not an easy choice, but I'm picking don't stop believing. Where's South Detroit? That's where the Red Wings play. It's Canada. There is no South Detroit. What? Even Steve Perry said, I tried North Detroit, I tried East and West, but it just didn't work in the song. <laughs> but South Detroit sounded so beautiful. I love the way it sounded, only to find out later, it's actually Canada. Wait, Windsor, Canada. How is South Canada? The city is directly, that's directly south of Detroit is Windsor, Ontario. How is that possible in, in the geographic you know, scheme of things? You know, like Canada dips down, right? Yeah, the, but it just... That feels weird. You yeah. should look at a map sometime. So uh, for logical fallacies, <laughs> respect moves on. Really? Yeah. Respect is a Whoa. banger. <laughs> Don't Stop Believing is a number one seed. You respect, just knocked it out with our number eight Rolling seed. Stone gave respect the number one song of all time. Wow. It's amazing. It's not even a wow. That was an upset. Is it? It's a number one seed. You just knocked out a number one mm. seed with a number eight. Too bad. That's insane, actually. What have we done? The Res- right, what's the this right we thing? stuff? <laughs> Respect moves you on. condescending jerks. <laughs> Next up, we have Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin. If there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed now. Ooh, be careful. It's just a sprinkling of the May Queen. Be careful. About? We'll get to it. <gasps> oh, we're going to get copyright stricken? No. Versus Losing My Religion by R.E.M. That's me in the, the corner. corner. That's me in the spotlight, losing my religion. I, I honestly just almost went to Weird Al Yankovic right I then. know you did. <laughs> Always. Trying to keep a view. It's the polka. So okay, tell us the, the dangerous fact be careful, about Stairway be to Heaven. Be careful, Kent. You just sang a very controversial part of Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Family if friendly? I, if I may play, if I may play, just that section you sang here forward. This is the forward version, Mike. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, geez. Park Kimmissing, and the lyrics make no sense to me. Sprinkling for the making of midsummer. I love it. That sounds yeah. great, doesn't it? Yeah, really does. Now, I'm going to play that backwards. That same exact section, but flipped backwards. And I'm not going to tell you what it says. I want you to try and hear. Listener, you as well. Kent, Zach, listener, I want you to try to listen very carefully at what you hear when I play this backwards. Ready. (laughs) 
Did you hear the evil? I heard Satan in 666. Yes, you did. Yeah. I heard sexy Satan. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you should talk to a therapist. Yeah. Uh, no, this is what it says. That that whole section, this is what it's this is what is reported to say okay. when it says backwards. It sounds like nonsense. Uh, this is a little not it's not family family friendly, but it's kind of family friendly. Sure. It's, it's scriptural. Uh, <laughs> Good defense. It says, quote, this is a quote, mind you, quote. Here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan. He'll give you, he'll give you 666. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer, sad Satan. I am so glad that you said those words that we can now use out of context <laughs> for good. End quote. I, <laughs> I, I've never subscribed to that being true. Well, and he said when, when, when they you know, accused them of backtracking the song, yeah. He said, that is ridiculous. Do you know how much work that would be to try to yeah. put a message like that in that long? This reminds me of EV, every EVP I've ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they said this. Okay, uh -huh. sure. No, go back and like a listener. Go yeah. back and listen and to it now. This was the era where, where you play your stuff backwards big. I heard something. Yeah. It becomes this big conspiracy. Go listen to it and then let us know if you hear it. So actually, if you, uh, I would like play a clip from Losing My Religion Backwards because it's about a man who finds his religion. <laughs> it is. No. Well, I mean, it's, sorry, it's, dumb joke. Let's well, no, move on. Because like we mentioned last year, losing your religion does not mean losing your faith. It's basically no. losing your temper. Civility, yes. Uh, Michael Stipe has said that it's about someone who pines for someone else. It's unrequited love. That's what yeah. it's about. So Losing My Religion is one of those great 90s songs. It was on the charts for 21 weeks. It peaked at number four, whereas Stairway to Heaven was never this like chart burner because uh, it, they, they didn't release it as a single. Yeah. It was just an People album. People just requested it, and it wasn't sold that way. It wasn't promoted as a radio single. Mm -hmm. And obviously, a very long song. Zach, are you okay with this? <laughs> with it being a long song? Yeah. Yeah, it was an eight-minute song. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, it is overly long, but it, but it, is, it, it is interesting to listen to. But it, it builds. Goes there, there are yeah. sections that builds on itself. It's not too repetitive. No. In regards to which one I like more, I like Losing My Religion more. I agree. As a song, I, I like to listen to. I would to. imagine we all do. And it's beautiful. That mandolin playing is amazing. Yes. And actually, uh, it was created because uh, the guitarist, uh, REM guitarist Peter Buck, he was learning how to do play the mandolin. He bought one, and he was learning how to play it, and he came up with that riff, and that's how the song started. I almost feel bad for REM because they were you know, really popular at that turn of the 90s, the 80s and 90s, oh, yeah. right? They and put then, out a lot of albums. And then grunge came along and just destroyed the sound. Yeah. Whereas like the, it's, it's almost easygoing at that point. Yeah. Even though lyrically, they're amazing and, and musically quite good, but they kind of lost it after that. True. But in my there's opinion. something nostalgic yeah, about the hearing song, is great. song and all of R.E.M.'s music. But right. But I, if we're going for Song of Songs, like it's Stairway, Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, I agree. Can I give the pity vote to Losing yeah, My Religion as well? Sure. Yeah. I think it deserves it more than the one Zach gave it to. <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> you guys on. hate each other in this show. <laughs> I like you, Joel. Just not today. Next up, we have Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rivals. Now, how, do, how does tiger rhyme with rival? Tiger, rival. I'll get there. <laughs> and My Way by Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. You got to have a cigarette in one hand and a drink in the other. No. Yeah, you, right can, you, can, you can hear the yeah. booze in this Oh, song. yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can hear the booze. Yeah. Is Dean Martin singing? <laughs> Always. Okay, once again, Eye of the Tiger was number one for six weeks. Uh, My Way hit number 27. So as far as popularity, 
Eye of the Tiger came out of nowhere. Yeah. I actually think it was kind of a faded song. Like it was meant to be. In fact, I think some sort of time traveler was like, I need to make Survivor a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because when Sylvester Stallone was trying to find a title track for Rocky Three, because remember, everyone thinks of like Eye of the Tiger being the Rocky theme, right? Yeah. But so it's, it's Rocky Three. But it's Rocky Three. He wanted another one bites the dust. One with Clubber Lang. And then so Queen said no. And so a survivor wanted their song, Eye of the Tiger, to be in the Karate Kid. And instead they went with Joe Esposito's You're the Best Around. Yeah, which I think fits. And so, but it kind of became a cheesy song. So Eye of the Tiger was fated to be in Rocky and become this pinnacle of music somehow. Uh, It also was the title song. (laughs) You're overselling it just a tad. Number one for six weeks, though. Very few songs here. Eye of the Tiger also became the title song to the 1986 film Eye of the Tiger starring Gary Busey. Oh, classic. I've never heard the of it. The teeth of the tiger. But, uh, but like I said, originally, the original draft of the song was, uh, it's the eye of the tiger. It's a thrill of the fight rising up to the spirit of a rival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. And it all comes down to survival. Oh, rival survival. But then they went, no, oh, this is what he said. At the end of the day, we said, are we nuts? The hook is so strong. And rival doesn't have to be a perfect rhyme with the word tiger. And now all I can hear now is tiger doesn't rhyme with rival. Oh. Gets on your OCD, huh? Whereas uh, with My Way, it actually was originally a French song called Comme d'habitude, which is about a Bless you. routine in a relationship and falling out of love. Yeah. And Paul Anka heard this on French radio. He bought the songs, the rights to the song, and then gave it to Sinatra, who was ready to quit the business. Yeah. And then he got this song, and that totally rejuvenated his career, and he hated it. Yes. He hated the song. His his daughter said that it was just... This like was self-aggrandizing, right? Yeah, she said... Uh, he didn't like it. That song stuck, and he couldn't get it off his shoe. He always thought that song was self-serving and mm-hmm. self-indulgent. Oh, it is. And also, gentlemen, I promised you I was going to tell you more. Have you heard of the My Way killings? No. What? Wait, is this a Burger King thing? No. <laughs> no. From two th- between about 2002, your way. 2002 and 2012, okay. numerous people at karaoke bars were killed for singing this song, either badly or or just because they sang it too much and people were sick of it. People were murdered for singing My Way. Are you serious? It's a four yes. and a half minute There's song that's slow. Don't a whole sing Wikipedia page did about you, the My Way killings. Did you know I was almost murdered at a karaoke bar in Washington in 2010 because some guy thought I sang uh, Gin and Juice and thought that was inappropriate for me to sing Gin and Juice when it what? was another white guy that looked a lot like me. I sang Muse Starlight. Oh. And he, this guy almost murdered me in the bathroom. Wow. Literally. Wow. We had to get the cops to, to get him out of there. Are you kidding me? Oh, not at all. It's actually oh, a longer I never story. Heard this story. It's a longer story. It's actually quite scary. Tell me after that. I was terrified. I, I want to hear the story. I was later. the only sober one at this karaoke <laughs> bar. And literally, cops came out and we were singing bye 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 as these people got escorted out. Oh. It was perfect. <laughs> not Whoa. even a fake story. Wow. Kent Dunn. That, that took a <laughs> Kent's bar stories took a turn. So I'll never sing my way. No. It's cursed. But what moves on? I'm going to vote for Eye of the Tiger because I like my way. Mm-hmm. But I've never really loved <laughs> yeah, it as <laughs> I've never really loved it as many as other people do. Yeah, I think it's a good song. I think I think it's a touching song, and I actually love the emotion behind yeah, it. Me too. But and I loved some of the wordplay in there. But it's not my song of songs. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like my way goes the places that I want it to. Like I feel like it's almost a little too slow. It'd be a more interesting song if it was a speedier. I think other. You should fr- watch George of the Jungle. 
uh, the ape sings it at the end in a very up-tempo version. Uh, yes, John he Cleese does. Ape, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot does about that. Change that. your mind? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Um, no, I... Yes, it's, it's the mummy. Brendan Fraser. It's yeah. the masterpiece starring Brendan Fraser. <laughs> no, no. Huh. no I, I, I think maybe... I think we mentioned this the last episode. Come Fly With Me might have done a little bit better here. Uh, it's a good song, but I'm going to go with Eye of the Tiger as well, Joel. You're voting okay. for Eye of the Tiger. I am. It's a clean sweep. Sorry, Frank. Eye of the Tiger moves on. Now we have Hey Jude from the Beatles. Listener, we're gonna be here. Hey, I have time to go make a sandwich. It's only four minutes long of just that versus smells like teen spirit by Nirvana. An albino, a mosquito, jalapeno. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Muppets have, the Muppets have ruined this song. Uh, it's in the Muppets. No, yeah. oh, I, rem- oh, I remember Zach. So in the last episode, we knocked out "Let It Be." Yes, and uh, as, I was disgusted as, by. I got as, so in trouble. That's probably a bad call. It, it might have been a bad call, but it here was we are. a bad call. And so now we have the much lesser "Hey Jude" still on the list. Lesser. It went up against Weezer. Of course, this went on. <laughs> we love Weezer. Weezer. We all love Weezer, but come on. Uh, but fun fact, hey, not fun fact for the Beatles, but Hey Jude was nominated for Grammy Awards for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal, and they didn't win anything. They didn't yeah. win any of them. That's sad because Hey Jude is known as like this iconic Beatles song. And Hey Jude is the bigger hit. It was number one for nine weeks. Nine weeks. One of the biggest runs we've had on the Billboard Hot 100 in this entire bracket. I hate it. I know you do. So much. Have you, I sit, I, I tried. We are we're having a lovely drive last night, me and my wife, and I played this song, and it's like, wow, it's it is a minute thirty to two minutes of actual song that just keeps going. Uh, it's nails on a chalkboard. I said it last time. By the way, Zach, I I think you should have been at the recording sessions because they did twenty five takes of this song wow. at the EMI Studios in London, which ended up just being a rehearsal because they planned on recording it at a completely different studio later on. Oh, I would have Yoko owned the Beatles right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get uh, Smells Like Teen Spirits. Kurt Cobain has said this is basically an homage to the Pixies. Yes. Like their style of sound of soft and quiet, then loud and hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he got the title from something a girlfriend of his wrote on the wall that said, Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. She meant the deodorant Teen Spirit. Kurt Cobain had never heard of deodorant. No. Uh, <laughs> sweaters, me. baggy oh, sweaters, sure. That deodorant. Yes. Uh, he didn't know the deodorant Teen Spirit. And so he thought it was like this punk rock slogan or like a revolutionary yeah, vibe yes yeah, basically like teen spirit she's like no you smelled like but it's a, I'm, gl- I'm glad he didn't know because what he did is he created an anthem he for did. the next 30 years uh, like a cliched riff if you could say that oh no i wouldn't at all because cobain said it he said it was a cliched riff uh, he, he was said, kind of a self-hating rock star he said it was so close to a boston riff or the kingsman's louie louie Oh, wow. Dun, 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 dun. Got it nonsensical. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. He says it's basically a rock version of Louie Louie. All right. Which way are you guys going? We got we got a lot to get through. So Zach already said no against Hey Jude. I, I hate, I really don't like Hey Jude. I will give the positive for Hey Jude because uh, I think yeah. the Beatles deserve to be but later on in this bracket, regardless of which song it was between the two. The Beatles are irrelevant, Joel. They really, How really are. Dare Who you? sits down and listens to the Beatles on purpose? I do, and a Zach, lot of other people come do. Come on. We're, we're literally going to do a Beatles show. No, no, no. Yeah, I, Zach. I, 
I fine. I well, you can have your Beatles. Ma- remember how we loved the Beach Boys and then bashed on them for two hours? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you can have your your Beatles song, whatever. Fine, but like it smells like Teen Spirit to me. Like I grew up with this song. I have the you nostalgia for this song when it that came other out. older people have for the Beatles, and I get that. But for me, this every time I hear the start of of this Nirvana song, I get pumped. I love it. I listen to it all the time. I'll say the Beatles have more longevity than Nirvana will ever have. I will see because the Beatles have already proven how far they. How can many go. Batman movies are the Beatles in? <laughs> That's the standard we're going for. <laughs> Which I only say that just a counterpoint. I'm not saying Nirvana is bad. I'm just saying the longevity of the right. Beatles has proven itself. Whereas Nirvana, they're they're think, and once again, some people now just think it's t-shirt. They have, been rele- they have been relegated to hipsters. If this was yesterday or Octopus's Garden, maybe that'd be a better case. Wow, like I had to throw it <laughs> yeah, you did. Garden. Terrible, uh, but it does seem wrong to get rid of the Beatles because if we get rid of this song, we also got rid of their other side. Yeah. Let it be. But also, Nirvana is one of those iconic songs. Yeah, they so can Nirvana be iconic, moves on. They, what? What? Yeah, Nirvana moves on oh all my the way. Gosh. What? Nirvana just took out the Beatles. This song deserves it. it smells like Teen Spirit is a real great song. Joel, are you are you mourning the Beatles? Or are you legitimately mourning this song? I think Hey Jude is a fantastic song. Really? I, I, I like Let It Be More, yeah, but I too. think Hey Jude was probably the more complex, better song. Oh, Let It Be is a better song. I actually lost a little sleep over that choice last time. If Let yeah. It Be was against Smells Can, Like You Spirit. don't have to make up for not choosing Nirvana in our 90s alternative bracket by forcing do. them through. I kind of do. But you're not making your case any better. Why not? This because is going to make people song. hate you too. Meh better oh you idiot teen spirit fools (laughs) imbeciles wow chaos now we have mr brightside from the killers because i'm mr brightside i'm not i'm pessimistic now (laughs) it's ruined everything i've cared about this bracket versus like a stone from audio slave in your house i long to be i mean i i like a lot of the songs in this bracket. I know the listeners submitted these and they like them too, but wow, this feels like not quite the matchup we just had. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, it's like hey, a song from uh, 2003 and 2003. Yeah, well. Um, uh, so Like a Stone peaked at number, number 31. Mr. Brightside peaked at number 10. Mm-hmm. Mr. Brightside, I actually like the story behind it. Apparently the, the guitarist composed the song before ever meeting uh, Brandon Flowers, the lead singer. But then Brandon Flowers, once he heard the music, he put the lyrics to it because it's a true story uh, based on Flowers' jealousy and paranoia because yeah. one night he was asleep living in Las Vegas. He was asleep. He lived, he lived in Las Vegas and was just hanging out there. <laughs> and he got up and he said, I, I felt something was wrong. He said, quote, I have these instincts. I went to the Crown and Anchor, a bar in Vegas, and my girlfriend was there with another guy. So he just wakes up in the middle of the night, yeah. runs down to a bar and finds his girlfriend cheating and then writes a song about Sheesh. it. I love that Mr. Brightside was so popular in the UK, way bigger than it was here. It sold three and a half million copies there alone. Spent five years in the top 100 there. Yeah. That's nuts. It's it's really a big song. It's a, it's a number one seed. Like, uh, music- so you guys going to knock it right out. Musically, <laughs> I love Chris Cornell. I love the sound, uh, not the politics, of Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> and uh, so I think... But this like, is Audio Slave. Completely yeah, I, oh, I love Audio Slave. I think they're a better band than Rage Against the Machine. What? Wow. I've said this before. Oh, much Save better. for our Rage Against the Machine versus Audio Slave show. Ooh, that's, that would be awesome, Ooh. actually. So much bleeping. Rage Against the Machine reminds me of Ditching High School. Like, it feels immature. Mm-hmm. Audio Slave actually what's has your, depth. What's your favorite movie, Kent? <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, I didn't see Fight Club while ditching school once. <laughs> I love you, 1999. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go first just because I gave the controversial choice. I think it's Mr. Brightside, even though I love Audio Slave more. What do you think, Joel? I'm voting for Like a Stone. 
Oh, I really, I, something about, I, I like Mr. Brightside. I think it's a fun poppy song, but there's something about like a stone that does really resonate with me, Ugh. even though not because of this, but the bassist claims the song is about an old man waiting for death who sits in a house alone after all his friends and family passed on waiting to be re- reunited with them. And when I read that, I went, well, that song just got really heavy, but I love the guitar. The guitar solo is amazing. in like a stone, it's a better song, but does it last with the general public though? Uh, I don't know. Because that's thing. It is my heart song. I love this song way more than I like They came Mr. out the same year. Yeah. 2003. These songs uh, came Mr. out. Mr. Brightside's more memorable, even though... It like, definitely, it's definitely one. more popular. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Like a Stone's going to move on. I think Mr. Brightside, our number one seed, Zach, probably will. Make that choice. And that's uh, okay. This one, it, I, I have grew up with like listening to Mr. Brightside. I have more fond personal memories and connections Even though they couldn't even come up with a second verse? Yeah, right? Well, the yeah. melody is only one note. You yeah. know, like it's it's not but a it complex works. song, no, 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 but it's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I every time it comes up, I, I I like listening to it. But I was actually really impressed with Like a Stone on this playlist. It's it's not a song I was as familiar with, uh, but each time it came on when I listened to the playlist, I I enjoyed it. You know, and the more I listened to it, the more you know I appreciated its complexities. So I give a lot of credit to it. But my personal connection to Mr. Brightside puts it over just a little bit, and Mr. Brightside moves on. Now we have a with or without you from you too. With or without you, with or without you, I can't live. I can't. I can't stay in key. With or without you, versus shit. Oh, oh my word. Versus Shake It Off from Taylor Swift. I go on too many dates, but I can't make them stay. At least that's what people say. We sound we sound like we're doing Terminator. That's what people say. Okay, one of the greatest dance songs of all time versus like slow dance songs of all time versus a very fun peppy song. But I'll tell you this. It's a catchy song. Shake It Off is a catchy song. But anyone who thinks this is the greatest song of all time is either young, a girl, or a young girl. <laughs> hey, hold on. Let me put that together. Okay. Uh, did it spend number one? Does that make me young? Am I young? Yes. Wait, okay. Do you? because you love it? It's great. It's fine to like the song, but to say it's the greatest song of all time, the song of songs. <laughs> what was it? Joel put his hand up when he said song that? Song of songs? It's like... It is. I would say it's the most memorable Taylor Swift song. Uh, yeah. But I think it's... No. Still a little novelty. What would you say is her most memorable song? Lots of other ones. Go on. Could you uh, name one? Nope. Blank Space. <laughs> uh, nope. Sing Blank Space for us. I got a blank space, baby. Nope. Shake It Off is going to be more. Is gonna be more I really legitimately okay, like well, How does Lover go? I could honestly sing the whole thing. You want me to? No. Guys, we need to move fast. Let's just get through this matchup. There's no way Shake It Off is taking With or Without You. Our oh, number with, five with, with or Without You goes on. Easy. <laughs> but Shake It Off did win the MTV uh, Music Awards video for Best Video. It's fine. It's fun. Until Kanye came up and uh, tried to stop oh, that. Oh, that was happening. that? That's that one. Really? That's an iconic music moment right there. That is. Can't, I'm going to let you finish, but with or without you, moved on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes, it does. Now we have September from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Which, by the way, he this is the gibberish lyrics. Ba-di-ya. One of the band members was actually really annoyed by that because he's like, what, what does that mean? What does that even mean? And then when it became a big hit, he said, quote, I learned my greatest lesson ever in songwriting, which was to never let the lyric get in the way of the groove. And that's wow. a life lesson, guys. 
Never let the lyric. There's get so the many groove. bands that have followed that. Versus good vibrations. Oh yeah, the, the whole Beach thing. Boys. <laughs> I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me excitations. Good vibrations. She's giving me excitations. I feel like I need to give a fact about the good vibration by the Beach Boys now, since I gave all of the facts about yeah. September already. We did on episode 258 already give tons of facts about good vibration because this was a very complex song. Over 90 hours of tape was consumed in the sessions to make this song for, for a three and a half minutes. It's song. Brian Wilson. We talked a lot about his composition. It's just yeah. crazy. I would actually say good vibrations from the outset, uh, even maybe before that we did the Beach Boys show. It's a fun pop song. But then when you listen to it, there's you, so if you pay attention, more. you have the like three specific sections, right? Yes. Where you've got yeah. that that uh, you know slowed down, like gotta yeah. keep those good vibes. Oh, it's so, and then when they come back in with the chord they all sing, it's one of my favorite, if not my very favorite, music sounds. Like a singular sound in a song. Yeah. Like when they come back in and they just hit the end chorus, yeah, I get chills. I, great. I love it. And I had to be reminded of which song September was when uh, I kept seeing it on the list. I'm like, September. Is that by Green Day? You, you gotta know. be woken up. But after. then I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, September. But Good Vibrations, you don't should think, move on. Oh, 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 O'Reilly, Auto Parts. O'Reilly, feel it. Save it for O'Reilly. our Twitter winner show. <laughs> so, yes, Good Vibrations. Good, good, good Vibrations. Across the board. On. Good Vibrations. Okay. Good. Now we have Santeria from Sublime. But I really gotta say, I'm really, really gotta know. Jalapeno. <laughs> Is that the rhyme for everything? Yes. Versus sweet, either that or, or Tiger. Versus Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. She's got a smile and it seems to me it reminds me of childhood memories where everything was fresh. Yeah, do you want me to keep going, Zach? It seems like you took your headphones off. <laughs> Everyone did. did. Everyone just took their headphones off. Uh, R.I.P. headphone users. <laughs> Rest in peace. Okay, yes. so Santeria is actually the same bass line and guitar riff from an earlier song on another album called Lincoln Highway Dub. If you go back and listen, this is from 1994, which mm-hmm. when they came out. So three years later, they came out with Santeria. But Lincoln Highway Dub, if you go listen to that, it's weird because it sounds like an instrumental version of Santeria. Yeah. So like they, they kind of did not the last one. I was like, hey, let's play that song again with lyrics this time. I remember when uh, Sublime got popular and I'm like, I'm going to go back and buy their two other albums that they have. And then when I listened to them, I felt like you after EFY. I'm like, <laughs> I need to get rid of these CDs. My mom's going to be so mad. Oh. <laughs> and then Sweet Child of Mine is, the, is Guns N' Roses' only number one single. Yeah. And they originally came up with that riff, that amazing because Slash was goofing around and began to play, quote, a circus melody. While making faces and being goofy, and they went, well, no, he doesn't even like the song, does he? Does no. Slash like any Guns N' Roses song? He he said the song was a huge hit, but it makes me sick. He says, I mean, I like it, but I hate what it represents because to him, it representative when they lost who they originally were. Like they were trying because to be got more big. heavy, yeah, and this felt more poppy, and he did not like where the kind of and then the, oh wow, everyone started ripping them off and copying their sound, and so he kind of just hates what what it became. Hmm. But it's got to be Sweet Child of Mine. It does. Okay, good, because I was totally split. To me, these songs, uh, I don't know, I put them in the same space in my brain. So, Sweet Child of Mine moves on. Don't Stop Me Now from Queen. Don't Stop Me, Don't Stop Me, Don't Stop Me. Hey, hey, hey. We're going with the slow part again. Because I'm really sad about what's about to happen. What? A real good time. Versus Thriller from Michael Jackson. Because this is Thriller. Starlight Night. What? 
What? Starlight? The original lyrics were, give me some starlight, starlight, son. I hate it. Yeah. It was not a, a big hit and initially. And as they reworked it. So and they put some zombies so there. So it released they said, that way? What? It released this way? No. It was written that way. And then they changed it to be uh, kind of a love letter to Michael Jackson's love of theater. And so they changed it to Thriller, which they said was a, quote, crap word to sing. He said, it sounded terrible. However, we got Michael thriller. to spit it out into the microphone a few times and it worked. Oh, thriller. Thriller. <laughs> Try and say that while singing. Okay. I love. Don't stop me now. It is our number Mother, one seed. This is a heartbreaker because I think we know where we need to go. Don't stop me now is number 86 on Billboard, which is sad. Thriller's number That's it? four. Yeah. Thriller, Thriller was only number four. Number well, four. Because the three ahead of him were also uh, from the same no, album. Uh, seven, seven. It was the seventh single on the yeah, Thriller I, album. They, they did not want Thriller to be a single. They kept pushing back. Isn't that weird? It. And then they, they didn't want to fund the music video. The music video, which is considered by many to be the greatest music video of it all time. It probably is. And they did not want to make it because they're like, it's way too expensive. So they made the making of Thriller, which was a, a produced specifically for TV so they could get TV from the television networks yep. to then fund the, move, the video. And when they released the video, it doubled the sales of the Thriller album, which had already been out, like you said, a long time. Don't Stop Me Now is so fun. It's so fun. It's it is. Brian May hates it, the the band yeah. member of Queen, because he said it reminds him, uh, it, he feels it was celebrating the Freddie Mercury's hedonistic and risky uh, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've talked to about this with you and my wife, and it actually, I'll be honest, has, has negatively colored this song for me. Yeah. Hold on. Joel, did you plan this? What? Don't Stop Me Now is in a zombie movie. Ooh. Oh. I wish I could plan it, but that's these were, these were seated by this Spotify. Is, this is magic. This is fate. I, I, I do tie it to Shaun of the Dead so much, though. It's such a good <laughs> song. But And actually, it wasn't even a big hit initially. It's grown in popularity yes. since then. And that I wouldn't even sense. say since Shaun of the Dead. I, I agree. I think Shaun of the Dead put it yeah. back on that's, the map. Again, that's what is in my mind, so... Anyway, it's a great moment of cinema right there. But we're going to have to Any time to talk about it. Shaun of the Dead is, is good, but... Thriller moves on. It does. Wow. Joel, you too? Uh, can I vote for Don't Stop Me Now? Because I, 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 I was going, I, I couldn't picture which way to go. So I'll go that way because. Okay. Pity vote. vote. Wow. Thriller on to the next round. I thought you guys were going the other way. No. Now we have Dancing Queen from ABBA. You can dance, you, you can, can die, jive, having the time of your life. Versus Fortunate Son from Credence Clearwater Revival. Some people silver spoon in hand, but they ought to help themselves. <laughs> I really man to the gym. Can, can old man Joel just be in one of these shacks in Alabama by the swamp? I can't seem like John Fogarty. The guy has a very distinct voice. Yes, Extremely. he does. Yeah. So we went to a restaurant tonight, and we heard Fortunate Son playing on the radio. We did. That was one of the ones just And it was like, the- hey, this makes sense. That was the funny part. All of us kind of raised our heads like, oh, this is one of the songs for our bracket. The song <laughs> is in the Library of Congress. I would it say it's, it's kind of a weird choice to have for, like, to represent, like, classic heavy rock back in the day. Yeah. The Fortunate Son is the choice. But it's CCR as well. Yeah. Against Dancing Queen, which I've already said I don't really enjoy this song. I think it's a bit tacky. But like you guys said, it brings people to the dance floor. People know it and they love it. And it, it gets them moving. And they actually wanted to do Dancing Queen as the, like, the follow-up single to Mamma Mia. But their manager insisted that that was not the one to do. They yeah. wanted to do Fernando. Did you know Fernando is a way higher seller than yeah. Dancing Queen? Yeah. Well, probably because they released it. as like, Did you know Fernando's a better song? I agree. Yeah. Uh, Save it for the ABBA show? Uh, yeah, oh. I'm in. They just released a new album. Oh, you want to do ABBA but not the Beatles? Y- yeah. <laughs> I do. He likes to do things in alphabetical order. <laughs> exactly. We'll do Beatles eventually. Eventually. 
Oh man, this is actually not easy. It's a five seed and a four seed. Yeah, we got. It, it uh, feels close. Uh, Dancing Queen peaked at number one. Fortunate Son peaked at number three. They have the same sales, around four million certified sales. Mm-hmm. Personal preference, I think that Dancing Queen is a more fun song. Neither one of these are songs I, I really want to sit down and listen to all the way. But you're not going to mop your kitchen to Fortunate Son, and you are going <laughs> to sure not. the Dancing Queen. So I'll take that one, Dancing Queen. Based on my previous experience of getting everyone on the dance floor and seeing the impact of that music on people, I have to say Dancing Queen as well, because yeah. Fortunate Son, I actually really do enjoy. You say the title to these people, and people know Dancing Queen. Yeah, you say Fortunate Son, then you're like, which one? And they're like, yeah. oh, every I feel guilty about the Vietnam War. It's, it's the, yeah, it's the anti-war movement song in, in Forrest Gump. Oh, that one. Dancing Queen goes on. Now we have Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. Tommy used to work on the dock. Wow. Union man on strike. He's down on his love. So duh. I'm playing the didgeridoo. <laughs> it's a voice box. A tight box. I shouldn't do that. My th- this early in the show, my throat's going to yeah, die. You really just threw that out. Versus Sweet Emotion from Aerosmith. Fun fact about Sweet Emotion. They could not find a maracas. So Steven Tyler actually shook a packet of sugar into the microphone. Really? For the noise. And then... There's some vibra slap in there. He was playing the vibra slap, which is that... <laughs> and if you listen... Every kick song. He hits it four times at the beginning. The fourth time, he actually broke, broke the vibra slap, and they kept it in the take of the music. Oh, that's pretty so cool. So listen for that fourth slap. That's extreme, you guys. And here's the fun fact. It said third time in Wikipedia, but I listened. It's actually the fourth time, so Wikipedia's wrong, um, and I'm right. You've never done this before, Joel. Maybe you. I am the source of all knowledge and truth. Okay, Joel take it Hilton. easy. And then you get Living on a Prayer. Number one. Which almost never was made. Yeah. Because John Bon Jovi did not like the original recording. You can actually hear it. They have it out there. It's a hidden track on 100 million Bon Jovi fans. Can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not that good. It's fine. It's, it sounds like someone doing like a light cover of right. Living on a Prayer. But then they reworked it, Richie Sambora did, and they added a new bass line, got drums, so much energy. Box, yeah. And they they pumped up that energy. I love Sweet Emotion. It's one of one of my favorite Aerosmith songs, but it's not nearly as fun as Living on a Prayer. And you said Living on a Prayer performed better, right? Yes. So You know, a lot of fans believe that Sweet Emotion, it's kind of a bitter song, mm-hmm. and they believe this the lyrics of the song were were based on the tension and hatred that the band members had toward Joe Perry, one of the band members' first wife. Yeah. And Steven Tyler cleared it all up, and he said, nope, nope, nope. Only some of the lyrics were inspired by Joe Perry's wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Got it cleared up. Sweet Emotion is a, is a fun song. It's not my favorite O. Smith song. I am also voting for Living on a Prayer. As am I. Okay. Living on a Prayer with a sweep. Now, our last matchup of this round, we have a What a Wonderful World from Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful <laughs> world. Our skies are blue. It was a magical moment in the last Red one. roses too. <laughs> Versus Africa by Toto. <laughs> Every acapella band in the world right now, guys. <laughs> we are pentatonics and we're trying to be talented. <laughs> Straight note uh, chaser. So I mentioned last time that uh, Good Morning Vietnam popularized What a Wonderful World here in the U.S. Fun fact, this film is set in 1965, two years before this song released. Yeah. I'm just saying, Good Morning Vietnam, not an accurate movie. (laughs) Uh, And as they were recording, we talked about before the whole drama with the manager, but apparently Louis Armstrong was a fantastic, fantastic person. He 
was like it went late into the night and apparently he had a good attitude the whole time was trying to keep oh, everyone happy so and then uh, to make sure that the orchestra members were all paid for all the extra time they spent on there he just accepted a flat union scale rate 250 dollars. that's all he got for that song isn't that crazy i and with africa i'm convinced because it says that it saw a resurgence of popularity in the mid to late 2000s mm-hmm. i'm convinced because it was that meme where like it would, the piano was playing the notes based on the map and like there's a map of the, sure. the world and the piano would play the notes. It was all gibberish. And then when I got to Africa, it played that song. It's good. It hit number one. Weirdly yeah. enough, this is one of the songs when I was in high school, my sophomore year of high school, I went over to a buddy's house. Africa? He, no. Yeah. Oh. We were listening to Africa and uh, he had his dad's Toto vinyl and we listened to it like just hanging out in this the basement song, at his repeatedly. house. Repeatedly. Yeah. We listened to the Toto and Kansas on vinyl. Wow. Like, it, it was just weird. So we sang. How much denim were you wearing at the time? <laughs> right? We, we would like drive around in his, his uh, Bronco and just like sing these songs. I don't know why. So I have fond memories of it. It's a great earworm. For sure. It really is. And apparently the writer cool of the harmonies. song. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say his name. David Pike. P-A-I-C-H. Page. Anyway, mm-hmm. he said when he wrote it, uh, he completed the melody and lyrics in about 10 minutes. To his surprise. He said, quote, I sang the chorus out as you hear it. It was like God channeling it. I thought, I'm talented, but I'm not that talented. Something just happened here. It's divine. Africa came to him. Divine. (laughs) I don't know about that. What a wonderful world in the last round beat Let It Be. I think Let It Be is a better song than Africa. So I don't know why What a Wonderful World wouldn't win here either. It's a two seed. Africa is a two seed. What a Wonderful World is a 10 seed. So performance. Is what Africa has going for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Well, is that is that just Spotify though? Mm-hmm. No, so. no, no. That was that. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's both. But peak position. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Number one, Africa got number one peak right. position, whereas whatever world only got thirty two. But then again, their manager was kind of sabotaging it and not releasing it here in the U.S. Completely. Yes. Mm. I completely agree, though. I think it's got to be what a wonderful world. Absolutely. That song it's, is pure in heart. Africa is fun. Uh, it is. If not kitschy, a uh, wonderful, wonderful world makes you feel things. What a wonderful world. Moves on. And I think to myself, what a wonderful All right, we are in the Sweet 16 now. Woo. We are Woo. moving on to our next round. We're going to revisit songs that we've already talked about on this episode. And unfortunately, unless we get it really obnoxious, we're not going to sing. Trying so first off, we have, obnoxious. <laughs> we have Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen versus The Boxer by Simon and G. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Stop it. Bohemian Rhapsody is my vote. <sighs> what if it was Tom Sawyer? <laughs> it's still Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I I agree with this one. Simon and Garfunkel. I, I like the Boxer a lot, but it's not my favorite Simon and Garfunkel song. I I went through a Simon and Garfunkel phase. What age were you? Junior high. Okay, and I loved a lot of real songs. moody. Oh, it was it was the Simon and Garfunkel, the Doors. I don't know what was happening. To wow, me in like eighth ninth grade, but yeah. Okay, but I I absolutely do love the Boxer. The song really does speak to my soul. But I've got to give it to Bohemian Rhapsody. Same. All right, Bohemian Rhapsody goes on. This is this is a Titanic matchup. Could be a final, honestly. Hotel California versus oh, Billie Jean. <laughs> no. Hotel California from Eagles and Billie Jean from Michael Jackson. This well, is my childhood versus my yeah. dad's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> so both number ones. Billie Jean was number one for seven weeks. Yeah. Both big sellers as well. Yeah. Like, these singles were incredibly successful. And and honestly, you know, going back to not only is Hotel California a big seller, but Again, it's on the number one selling album of all time in the greatest hits. And I got to imagine people uh, are buying the greatest hits because of Thriller this. is the number one greatest no, selling album of all time. Eagles is past it. Worldwide. 
Well, come on. Worldwide? They've been going back and forth for if years. If only there were a way to figure this out. There is a way. I literally Googled this. So it passed it. So domestically, back and forth. domestically greatest hits has okay. sold more. Okay. Worldwide, maybe that's Thriller has sold more. Best-selling albums of all time. Looking but, it up right now, Michael Jackson's Thriller is number one. I apologize. Is Billie Jean on Thriller? Yes. Okay. But here's the thing. According to Wikipedia, the second uh, source of knowledge and <laughs> after, truth. Joel. after Joel Hilton, yeah. So, but they are so close. Like even Rolling Stone sees this because they they did their 500 greatest songs of all time. Hotel California got number 49. Billie Jean is number 44. It's so close. At the end close. of the year, Billboard gave Billie Jean number two of mm-hmm. the whole entire year. Number one was actually "Every Breath You Take" by The Police. Yeah, which which honestly should have been is on it, this list. That was something from The Police should have yes. been. Well, well it was. otherwise, yeah, King of Pain. King That's of right. Pain. That's right. If you haven't read, by the way, the story behind Billie Jean, because Michael Jackson said it was about groupies that were mm-hmm. hounding his brother, but uh, this biographer talked about this woman that wrote Michael Jackson and said that he was the father of one of her twins. I don't know how that works biologically to be a father of well, one of the Well, she twins. sent him threats. She did. Like and every it, year. It gets dark. I'm not going to share it on Bag itself, but it, it gets dark. And it, it really disturbed uh, Michael Jackson. Which is weird because it's such a peppy song. And I, and I imagine me as a four-year-old kid singing this song and having no idea what the lyrics are talking I'm about. Put, I'm putting my vote out there. You ready? Not knowing what you guys are going to do. Hotel California is... It's a great song. But... Nothing could be taken away from it. But... Oh. Billie Jean has this. The song is amazing. Near masterpiece, if not a masterpiece. The video... Amazing. Introdu- Most well-known I was music say, videos well, of his time. first performance on the... Uh, and then Motown 25. Motown 25 was introduced the Moonwalk, so, the sequined uh, glove. Literally triple threat. He made three cultural impacts with the song, the video, and a live performance where he did the Moonwalk for the very first time. He changed the landscape and made Thriller the greatest selling album of all time. I'm going to go the opposite camp sure. and vote Hotel uh, yes. California. Why? Because it is musically com- more complex than... Billie Jean. Billie Jean, I absolutely love Billie Jean, mm-hmm. and it is one of my favorite songs. One of my favorite Michael Jackson songs, one of my favorite songs of all time. But Hotel California, I mean, it it barely has a chorus. Like, near the end, it kind of starts getting sure. a chorus. There's a lot more to the harmonies of the guitars, and maybe it's because I have heard my dad give me the speech so many times of why Hotel California is his song of songs. Sure. I truly believe it is the... It's the Hilton Hart song. The, the better crafted song? Uh, no. More complex, the more, more, uh, like if someone's diving, it's the more technical song. Mm-hmm. Billie Jean has a solid beat, a good repeated riff, and you know, clever lyrics, not as much depth. I think the artist gives it all the depth that ever needs, but and at the last ability of this either song, way, I'm, I'm gonna be sad. No, this is a heartbreaker. This is a, this is a final matchup right here. This should have been, yeah, and it comes Spotify to me, and that little whisper in your ear. Yeah, I, I'm literally, uh, you know, having to consult every everything I possibly can to figure out an answer here. And Joel, I'm going to vote Hotel California. <sighs> That's a mistake. At the end of the day. That's a mistake. I love listening to this song. I, I think oh, it's reaching the point of oversaturation. I had Might so, be a little overplayed. I had so many more facts for Billy Jean, too. I'll let him go. Well, except for the fact that he sang through. Are you a, trying to make up for earlier in the show? No. Except for the fact that Michael Jackson did sing you through trying? a six-foot cardboard tube as part of Billie Jean. Are this you trying to twice. get invited to Hilton Day before yes. me? I, I, hey, are, you are coming this year, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was talking to Mikey about yeah, it. April it's in two weeks. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got to move on. we got a lot more to do, and that was a hard Unbelievable. decision. Unbelievable. Hotel California goes on. Oh. oh. <laughs> 
All right, we have Respect by Aretha Franklin versus Stairway to Heaven. Heart's broken. And now I know how Joel feels. Yeah. No, yeah. you don't. I do too. Billy Jean was that song. That was a heart that you. Uh, never. Billy Jean was that song. Stairway to Heaven has three sections where they kind of you know increase in tempo and volume. Yeah. Respect. I, I didn't vote for it last time. I do still think that Don't Stop Believing should have moved on. I'm moving. I'm voting for Stairway to Heaven once again. Complexity, sure, and longevity. Uh, no. Is it just kind of a chill they're both, song? They're both around the same era. So that that if you count. put Stairway to Heaven on, you could just kind of enjoy it and just relax. Not even relax, but just kind of like because respect is like enjoy the journey. Do 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 do. Like you, you know that it the song asks I something do, of I you. Think I, uh, truth be told, yeah, I would probably rather listen to Respect than Led Zeppelin. But I do think that Led Zeppelin or then Stairway to Heaven had a bigger, mm, I don't know, bigger impact on music because Respect is a great song. I don't know if it changed the 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 game. Okay, it is part of the game, mm-hmm. and I'm voting for Respect. So am I. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Really? I yep. just grayed out respect. It, it changed the game. It did not. It changed the game. Re- uh, that's the musical. Le- you're, you're knocking out. Are Led you Zeppelin? kidding? We gave them a full. Well, they won our other bracket. Can't. And they can't even go past the six, Sweet 16 here. My gosh. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bad move. I'm on Team Aretha, guys. Respect goes on. Shockers left and right. That's that's. Well, we just got to go. We just got to go through it. Now we have Eye of the Tiger from Survivor versus Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana. Ooh, both good guitar riffs. <laughs> it's true. I'm going first. It's Nirvana. I'm voting for Smells Like Teen Spirit. For me, the connection to the 90s grunge, This cha- you talk about changing music, this changed music. I'm voting for Eye of the Tiger. Okay, I like it. I'm, I'm going right now based on the fact that which one of these can I turn on and my wife doesn't get annoyed. <laughs> And she, she likes Nirvana, but there's just something about that song that can be grating to a lot of people, especially also, if, you're, if you're not in the right mood. Also, I would say it's maybe a little overplayed at this point. It yes. like Teen Spirit. Whereas yeah. I of the Tiger. I think it's due for resurgence. I think there's any song that's been it, overplayed it, honestly, I the Tiger. We, um, just again, anecdotally, I've been listening to classic alternative like radio playlists and stuff. Uh, because of the Batman movie, yeah, like Nevermind is making a comeback. I think we're at the point with Nirvana, it's like post overplayed, like where once again it's like, oh yeah, I am transported to this moment. They're both and it's good amazing. Songs. They're both real good sure, songs. Sure. And so Nirvana moves on. Wow. Okay, we're to the other side of the bracket now, where this is uh, less intense. Mr. Brightside <laughs> from The Killers versus With or Without You from You Too. With or Without You. Yes, indeed. With that or one. Without You. Whoa, easy. that easy? Yeah. I thought I was going to have to fight for that. No. I like Mr. Brightside. I'm, so do I. We've all said that many times. I know. I just feel bad whenever we knock someone out, people are going to be like, you hate that song. I'm like, no. No, I just voted great. it out. Yes, we did. Whoever right picked that, good job. Thank you. We like it. With or Without You goes on. Nonchalantly knocking out people's picks <laughs> yeah, and their like, chance of winning a prize. Our emotion has been destroyed. Yeah, it really has. Now we have Good Vibrations from the Beach Boys versus Sweet Child of Mine. Now, before you guys vote out Sweet Child of Mine. Okay, go on. Sell me on this, Joel. (laughs) It's not a selling thing. I just thought it was a fun little factoid. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Because I I did share this with you two before, but I want to share Mm -hmm. with the listener here. But when Sweet Child of Mine came out and it was a big, huge hit, someone in 2015 ended up being like, wait a minute, there's this song from 1981, which is seven years before Sweet Child of Mine came out. By an Australian band uh, called Australian Crawl, called, and the song is called Unpublished Critics. I'm just going to play a little section here for you and see if you can hear any, any resemblance okay. to Sweet Child of Mine. Standing up, falling with my 
Sing a little softness so you can hear yeah. the song over it, but also when I heard this, I was like, wow, that sounds it is the a same song. lot like that. They're the same picture. But when they asked Duff, uh, one of the Ben Bruce Duff. Duff. Duff, <laughs> Duff McKagan. Ah, sure. Duff. Uh, yes. Clearly. They, he's the bass guitarist. And when they asked him about the similarities to the song, he was like, that's stunning. I'd never heard that song before. Where's my money? I, yeah. It's close. It's, it, yeah. and the whole, it's not just that section. You listen to the whole song. I bet you could line like them up they're mine. pretty close. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the guitar is what makes Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. Like that then it sets it above that song. Oh. Axel Rose, Brian Wilson. <laughs> huh. It's huh. close. It's close. Brian Wilson. I'm also going Brian Wilson. I, I will I, give a shout out to Guns N' Roses okay. because okay. I do really like that song and that guitar riff, but I'm okay. I'm just dead inside. Good vibrations <laughs> goes on. Now, this is a scary matchup. Thriller by Michael Jackson. Scary because of you versus Dancing Queen. From I choose Adam. Thriller. I choose Thriller, too. Oh, you do? <laughs> now, Zach, yeah. you're going to give some love for Michael Jackson, the king of pop? Yeah, it's amazing. This is a this is amazing Ken, song. are you giving a pity vote or are you sweeping it with Thriller? I hate Dancing Queen. <laughs> I hate Zach, too. <laughs> no, Thriller is amazing. Thriller is amazing. You can't deny. Is it better than Billie Jean? Yes. I'd argue no. No, it is. Uh, I would say Billie Jean is better than Thriller. No. Only, only because, only because Thriller <laughs> yeah. is a novelty song, and that's why it's so, so cool. Because it's a novelty song that succeeded and supersedes novelty songs. Because it's a Halloween song. It's, it's a, it's a horror movie song. One hundred years from now, we'll be listening to Thriller. I don't know that we'll be listening to Billie Jean as much. Are you sure? I think because of the novelty, it's going to last longer. When I become the source of knowledge and truth officially, <laughs> yeah, I will make that. Has got to his head. No, Thriller's great. Thriller Wicca, moves Wicca on. Media. <laughs> <laughs> Now we have Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi versus What a Wonderful World. Louis <laughs> Armstrong. Now it's Bon Jovi has put in a real good show. Bon Jovi could go on. He's got bon great Jovi, hair. I am putting them forward. Really? I, I love What a Wonderful World. Like absolutely love uh-huh. it with my heart. When I hear it, I feel this overwhelming sense of peace and love. And then I hear Living on a Prayer and I'm like, this song is so, so, so cool. Once again, is it your favorite Bon Jovi song? Yeah, I would actually say Living on a Prayer is my favorite Bon Jovi song. Not You Give Love a Bad Name. No. It's My Life. No. It's wow. Living on a Prayer. It's My Life. is. Uh, it's so fun, though. Yeah. It's my, oh, I love yeah. it. I love it, too. Yeah. And they actually reference Living on a Prayer in It's My Life. He talks about Tommy and Gina mm-hmm. from this. But yeah, I'm voting for Living on a Prayer. Uh, peak position of number one, six million album sales. It, it, the YouTube video has 887 million views. It's so it's so big, and uh-huh. everyone everyone loves singing along with "Living on a Prayer." It, uh, again, I've said this before. This is the ultimate karaoke song. Fixes every karaoke party I've ever done. I love "What a Wonderful like, World." I am not downplaying "What a Wonderful World." No, but it's, but performance it, wise, it, sales wise, legacy versus synthesizer though. I think "Living on a Prayer" is a great song. Great synthesizer song. is one part of that amazing epic that is "Living and on a Prayer." The whole thing—it's a drum machine and a synthesizer on "Living and on a Prayer." And a talk box and guitars <laughs> and you the beautiful buttery box. vocals of Bon Jovi. Well, what a wonderful world! Uh, "Living on a Prayer." Absolutely, "Living on a Prayer." What? It's too fun. What? It performed better. It's too fun. Uh, yeah. That's what you no get. Kent. What? That's what you get, Kent. That's what you this get. This is anarchy. Kent. I'm not, you killed the Beatles. That wasn't for Bon Jovi. You both did that. Zach, you both. 
kill the Beatles. Unbelievable. <laughs> For a mullet? <laughs> it's not a mullet. That was long, luxurious Who do you hair. think you are? <laughs> Slippery when wet? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it deserves to move on, Kent. What a world is, is a good, good song. It doesn't deserve to move on at all. <laughs> to pass on... <laughs> What a wonderful world. <laughs> Louis Armstrong was dying. He was dying when he recorded that song. The whole song is his tribute to this amazing world. The 60s were a hard decade, right? And people were able to hear that song throughout till now and go, oh, yeah, life isn't so bad. What a wonderful message. Living on a prayer is totally a positive message as well. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Moving on. Freaking cat walked on a synthesizer and it beat Louis Armstrong. A freaking legend. <laughs> I haven't been this mad in three years on this show. Well, Hunger Games, maybe. Okay. But still. Welcome to my world, kids. I feel like Joel. <laughs> Oh, wow. The okay. confidence. Was that your pick for like the final finals? Absolutely. Final four <laughs> song right there. <laughs> Where are we at, Zach? We are to the Elite Eight. I don't even care. <laughs> we have Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen versus Hotel California by Eagles. Oh! Another potential final round this, matchup. This is the ultimate matchup that we used to do to my dad because he always would say Hotel California is the greatest song of all time. That is bring me a contender. He would always say bring me a contender. Which was? And we would bring all sorts of song to him and say no, that is not a contender. That does not that does not compare to Hotel California. And then one day we brought Bohemian Rhapsody to him and placed it upon the altar of, of music, whatever it was. Yeah. And he went that is a contender. Meaning he didn't think it beat Hotel California, but it could. I like that he's on his throne. Yes, he is. Father, I brought you songs from the Here, Joel Media. Here's the song. So this is a, a difficult, difficult matchup so for me. what are you going to vote for? I don't know, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Margot. So Bohemian Rhapsody, as we mentioned on the previous episode, has had three kind of booms in pop culture yes yeah. when it originally came out it, it was number nine on mm -hmm. the on the billboard hot 100 and then in 1992 when wayne's world came out huge it became number two peaked even higher and then when bohemian that Rhapsody came movie. out yeah it's still this song once again became a big popular song right hotel california had its peak in the 70s and it is a great song it's a wonderful song rolling stone gave bohemian rhapsody the 17th greatest song of all time and hotel california the 49th once again, I mean, it's not gospel there, but it's a take. I don't know, guys. My dad's going to listen to this episode. Apologize for yelling, Joel's father. Please invite me to uh, Hilton Day. You can, you can I don't have this. a temper. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I think Bohemian Rhapsody is overplayed. I think it's had resurgence. It's, it's, it's an ad nauseum situation here. Where just, you just hear it all the time. But you keep hearing it all the time because but there's a reason it's such for a that. great song. Exactly. There's a reason for that. I think it's more prominent in the eye of pop culture it keeps coming back even if it didn't perform or chart as well it it just keeps hitting uh it's covered by a lot of people all the time i keep coming back to the karaoke argument this is the song of songs the song that people well, want to listen and to. it seems so culty too right because it's an unusual song it is but, but it's, it's still it's, three oh, times i think it's beyond cult. it's it's super mainstream i think this oh, is you, the you weirdest think it is. this is the weirdest okay. song that people know all the words to. okay yeah you know whereas hotel california I think it is a staple amongst classic rock, you know, music listeners. Mm -hmm. And then I think it kind of ends there. I don't think it has the same mass appeal, even though I might like Hotel California better. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is 
more out there in the public consciousness, which makes a stronger argument for being the song of songs. So as much as I think Hotel California is gorgeous, I think logic dictates Bohemian Rhapsody. Joel? Kent, you can't do this. You need to struggle. <laughs> Did you hear me the last round? Yes. <laughs> I don't have a voice anymore. I, why don't you vote then? You don't, you don't no, have a Joel, dog in this fight. You don't I, care about any one of these songs. I need to be the tiebreaker here. Yeah. This is, this what is, if there isn't a tiebreaker, There Kent? is going to be a tiebreaker. <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I am picking Bohemian Rhapsody. What? You're kidding Zach me. Zach swayed me. Zach swayed me. I've never done that on the show. Did you guys talk before the show? Is this why the show is going this way? I'm sorry, Dad. Zach swayed me when he was talking about it, and he made a good point that Hotel California is a great classic song, and it it has been around for decades, and people love it. But Bohemian Rhapsody has resonated with audiences in the 70s and in the 90s and in the 2010s. It has that staying power. It's proven it three times. And so I have to vote for Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. Wow. Okay. What would I'm you sorry, have done, Dad. Mr. Dunn? Bohemian Rhapsody as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Can I, can I, can a I sweep. Can That's I sweep? insane. Dad, can I shoot it back to Hotel California now? <laughs> I'm sorry, Joel. I'm sorry to put you in that position. Why did you make me do that? I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be invited to Hilton Day now. <laughs> Zach will be going. Yay. Bohemian Rhapsody goes on. Break our hearts, Zach. Oh, respect by Aretha Franklin versus Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana. Smells Like Teen Spirit. Smells Like Teen Spirit. That quickly. Well, because I've said, like, I believe that respect got the respect it needed, and then it there were other songs that should have moved on. So, yes, I'm voting for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Not anything against Aretha Franklin or Respect, because I do love that song. But I've been Team like Aretha this entire time. I know, because you wanted this matchup. I didn't want this you matchup. You wanted to see your darlings do a knife fight. It feels wrong to vote against Respect. Truly, it does. Yeah. Like, it's wrong, because this song is an all-timer. Like literally, I mean, a lot of these songs haven't won Grammys. Not that the Grammys matter, but Respect did actually win two Grammy Awards. It's in the Hall of Fame. Yet so it smells like Teen Spirit. Uh, like I said, Rolling Stone gave it the number one song of all time, charting at thirty five versus Smells Like Teen Spirit, which was six. Mm-hmm. Which Nirvana that actually said, grew uncomfortable with the success of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, and didn't play it in later concerts, which is crazy because it made them like they had uh, Bleach before this, mm-hmm. before uh, this album. And this song made them. Yeah. So it's always kind of funny, like when bands are like, I hate the success we had. Zach, do you have a dissenting vote at all? Honestly, I'm feeling it's coming down to pure personal preference. I feel like both are movement inspiring in different ways. I agree. One's more important, obviously, like, like you know. Respect is more important. Empowerment and things yeah. like that's more important. But at the same time, like you talk about generational change was brought by a, a dumb, a dumb grungy song from the 90s. Yeah. You know, it's like... and. My love for respect comes from a Disney Sunday movie where it was in one of my favorite Disney Sunday movies. Which one? Uh, Student Exchange. Oh, wow. And I, I loved it and I thought it was great and I loved the song then. And it kind of that's what cemented it in my brain. So it doesn't have that kind of sure ever present powerful anthem to me where it smells like Teen Spirit. I can feel the and, 90s. In and it. maybe Nirvana spoils us because the video is just as memorable as yeah, the song. It's true. Right. Whereas we don't know the video of respect because it didn't exist. It would be a live performance if, if nothing else. And so I, I feel bad for it because... No, I think it was. It was directed by Michael Bay, the Respect music video. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you want? <laughs> Zach, I'll make it easy. Smells like Teen Spirit. I actually would have gone with Smells Like Teen Spirit, too. All right. Clean um, sweep. It, again, just purely down to personal preference. I, I appreciate both songs. And, and charting as well. And uh, Yeah, the, yeah. And the edge out in charting. But Smells Like Teen Spirit goes on. Oh, 
Now we have With or Without You from U2 against Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. One thing I want to talk about With or Without You real quick. This song is based on Bono's conflicting feelings about being a musician and a domestic man. At the same time, it's a hard life to live and balance that. And then they actually, kind of like living on a prayer, the group almost abandoned the song as they could not find an arrangement that they really liked until The Edge, which is one of the guy's names, uh, he got a, a prototype of the infinite guitar. And it's this guitar that lets you play these really, really long mm-hmm. notes. But apparently it's like this prototype and like there were wires like poking out or something and you can get a nasty shock from it. Oh, wow. So you can almost die while playing this song. But it made the song With or Without You better. And uh, good vibrations. With or Without You is one of the most haunting but beautiful songs, which is weird. I, it's weird to say beautiful because it's about discomfort and loneliness. Yeah. And that longing, uh, which I think we, it, which is why it works as a dance song. Like we think it's like this cliche dance song when you're looking like your friend's like hey i'll ask someone to dance if you ask someone to dance but yeah. you hear those notes and you go yeah it's time for me to make a move i'm 14 years old your pocket bills canon in d and then there's good vibration which i mean you hear the ah at the beginning of the song that's how it goes wait how does it go ah want to dance with me i'll start it good vibrations I'll end it. Good vibrations. Okay. Whoa. I Back love click. with or without you is a sacred slow song for like school dances, but maybe I'm just trying to get help get back in the good graces of my father. But I sure. think Beach boys deserve a place because of how much effort and work went into that song of good vibrations. I good agree. Vibrations. Genuinely. I, I think with or without you is a better song and I think really moved on. Yeah. I you, think it's, it's you two's best. And I think good vibrations is beach boys third best. God only knows would have been my choice for oh, that. I believe too. I voted. The, beach, the good vibrations as their best. I like the Beach Boys, I promise. Uh-huh. Against what people think from that episode. Good vibrations goes on. I, I love the colorful now we have Thriller from Michael Jackson versus Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. <laughs> Thanks for making this easy. Yeah, it's super easy. Because uh, you knocked out Louis Armstrong. Uh, Louis Armstrong would have lost to Thriller as well. Oh, boy. It's uh, Thriller. So it's thriller. thriller. Thriller peaked at number four. Wait, you guys just voted? Both yep. Thriller? Absolutely. Oh, it's Thriller. Are you kidding me? No, no, it's not even a question. No joke. Guys, Living on a Prayer. Doesn't have a prayer. No. Living on a Prayer is a Final Four song. Nope. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You are kidding me? No. Ah! <laughs> oh, sorry to tease you. I'm really sorry. I, it, even if one of... What, Hold it, on. Honestly. Joel, could you raise up that cadence real quick? Because I need you to yell as loud as I did in the last round. <laughs> I'm not talking to either one of you. No. Oh, please. You, know, you know when I get mad, I don't yell. I get very quiet. <laughs> it's thriller. Come on. It's absolutely thriller. It is not thriller. I like thriller. Thriller's a fun Halloween song. Living on a Prayer is an anytime awesome song. I love optimistic songs like zombies. You love thriller. I do. You show it to your kids every Halloween. But you're all like, oh, uplifting, praising, what a wonderful world. Zombie dance. I'm I'm mad at Bon Jovi. I will never listen to him again. Liar. I know. All right, we are in our final four. Wow. Have we made the right choices? Okay. No. I'm, there was no right choice, Joel. But this is our final four. Our first matchup is Bohemian Rhapsody versus Smells Like Teen Spirit <laughs> against Good Vibrations versus Thriller. Wow. Those are the Should two. have been living on a prayer. Either. No, no, it shouldn't have. So our first two are Bohemian Rhapsody and Smells Like Teen Spirit. Classic rock versus the alternative Really rock. here, we, we have... I think four different types of song represented for sure. 
Uh, okay. That's truthfully. At should this I, point, should I give some facts? There's, there's, there's no right decisions. <laughs> okay, Bohemian Rhapsody. I've said this before, but they got Rolling Stone gave them the number seventeenth uh, greatest song of all time. Oh, they, they gave Smells Like Teen Spirit number five. Yes, you were very excited. What was that? I can make my decision now. Okay, go ahead. You, you got to finish your thought though. Oh, I can keep going, but I do. I want to hear your decision. I was stalling for time for you. I was saving this. Okay, I was saving this in case a matchup happened, and it just did happen. Do you have some special button? Yes. A flag? I have the, uh, right there, bring back the Beatles button. Uh, <laughs> they win! No, in December 2018, I, I kind of alluded to this before, but this is, this is the fact. In December 2018, Bohemian Rhapsody officially became the most streamed song from the 20th century, surpassing Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit and Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, so you're still saying that. that those were, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit was up there. I'm saying even though Bohemian Rhapsody came out way before those other two songs, it surpassed both of them in streaming, so you're which saying, is a later invention. Oh, yeah. It had like way so more time to do I it. I am voting Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Let me just give a few more facts real quick because I'm voting for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, it's on Rolling Stone's list of songs that shaped, shaped rock and roll. Not just a great Queen song. And honestly, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. It's so fun. But Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's so fun. It it's, so diminutive, it's so fun. such diminutive language there. It shaped rock and roll. The Recording Industry of America ranked it on their Songs of the Century list. Did not do that for Bohemian Rhapsody. NME ranks it as number two for the greatest singles of all time. VH1, it's their number one song of all time. Two Grammy Award nominations for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Did it win? It was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2004. Yeah, so it smells like Teen Spirit. In 2004? Before that. Mm. I think Bohemian Rhapsody did also change the face of music. And it's not just a fun song, as you would say like that. Is it not? It's a fun song. But tell me this. Okay. Which is the more complex song? Because they added, like, different parts? Lyrics don't matter to Kurt Cobain. They mattered to Freddie Mercury. Did they matter to Freddie Mercury? They mattered. He had, uh, he had meaning to everything he put in there. What does that song mean? To him? Bohemian Rhapsody. What did it he mean? He actually held it pretty close to his chest. But what what it, it, does it mean? Song. What? What does it mean? Uh, it's a uh, Rhapsody is a song. Here's the thing. Bohemian's like an eclectic mix. People remember where they were when they heard Smells Like Teen Spirit for the first time. I remember watching Wayne's World and really liking that car scene. You are so condescending in this final round to a song you have vehemently defended the rest of this entire it's time. True. No, I love it. I love it. But if I'm then picking stop a, being a jerk about I, it. Okay, I actually love it. But if I'm picking a plan of attack, I'm going with my absolute heart and the one that did rank higher when it came out and everyone gives it the Which accolades. time it came out? Which, which time? Because mine came out, you know, hit the charts like three times. Oh, for in really like mediocre movie. Decades. And for a movie that is played multiple in the soundtrack. Decades. Multiple generations have enjoyed Smells this like song. Smells like Teen Spirit. Shaped music. Says the guy wearing plaid right now. Literally. It shaped who I am today. Says the guy who's bleaching his hair as we're <laughs> recording this episode. Queen changed Queen. It changed arena rock. Nirvana changed rock and roll. For the better? Yes. Absolutely. You grew up in the 90s. I did. Yes. And I listened to Bohemian Rhapsody and Queen in the 90s. Uh-huh. We've done a Queen show. Uh, Queen was the... Runner-up in our '70s rock bracket, and if you've listened to Bacon Sale for very long, you you know that uh, Nirvana has was slighted uh, in previous previous brackets. This build-up, it's killing me. Queen has had its time on Bacon Sale because it's, we've never done we've never done a Nirvana show, but because it doesn't let him finish. Get let it. him finish. I I don't know. That's the thing. We we obviously we we all have have professed. To enjoy both of these. You songs. cannot knock it out just because we love it and have talked about it so much. In fact, that proves it is exactly, more of a song, a song exactly. than Smells Like Teen Spirit. We could easily do a Nirvana show. 
but Easily. we haven't. I would love to, but we haven't. Uh, no, that's the thing. We we keep we talk about Queen all the time for a reason. So many people love it. Again, I, the same argument I made last time for against Hotel California, mm-hmm. which is the mass appeal. The song keeps coming back. I feel like if we vote for Smells Like Teen Spirit to be the song of songs, we are showing ourselves as 90s kids. This is only in the final that's two. That's who we are. This isn't the, the winner. The song of songs. I know, but that's what I'm just saying. If Bohemian Rhapsody wins, we look we'll like... We'll be the 90s kids. No, we look like goofy tryhards. If Bohemian, we Rhapsody Bohemian Rhapsody is this whole big like the, the, multi-century the song's a little, decade thing. It's, it's kind of silly. And we look like tryhard podcasters. It's, it's silly. Can I get some of the lyrics for Smells Like Teen Spirit? Should I Google those lyrics right now? Both are ridiculous. Here this we are. This isn't even the final Zach, matchup. Zach, here we are now. Entertain right. us. Okay, here we go. I apologize to Kent Dunn and Blake of Blake's Barbershop. I'm going to put Bohemian do. Rhapsody through. Yep. Are you okay, Joel? <sighs> I'm going to put Bohemian My blood Rhapsody. pressure isn't. <laughs> this, this next one, this is honestly, I'll, I'll say it right now. This is my final matchup, personally. Is Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys versus Thriller by Michael Jackson. I had this one circled as a potential um, early on. Yeah, it's a great Final Four matchup. I, I, I th- th- Comparing these two songs is ridiculous. They're so, both complex. They're both interesting. They're both weird. All right, Mr. Buildup, vote first. Anytime I say, and I've said this so many times, this song will be listened to in 100 years, I always say Thriller. Not uh, Happy Birthday? <laughs> sure. That too. Um, I love Good Vibrations. But Thriller has that uh, it's same thing with Bohemian Rhapsody. It's got the cultural impact. More people know this song. More people listen to this song. More people love this song. Thriller goes on for me. This is very difficult because Thriller is one of like my earliest music memories. Mm-hmm. Like I was thriller. obsessed with the music video, with the song, with the look, the red jacket. When did you get into Beach Boys? Was this Family Trips? Same time. Yes. Was this it is the okay. same era? Like it, basically the same era. But I have these visual memories of thriller yeah. which are not attached to good vibrations and and good vibrations is not my favorite beach boys song mm-hmm. but it certainly is one of the most complex. Well, the thing, it, it's got such a good hook and music comp- music composition is so layered it's yeah. an amazing song it deserves to be here but i'm voting for thriller so am i a clean sweep clean sweep for the final for the going into the, the final, final going to the final Oh, okay, so I'm sorry, thriller. Dad. I'm sorry, Dad. Thriller I betrayed you on. twice now. That's in the cradle and the <laughs> we are we are not hopefully Triggered. hopefully listener. We are not nearly as controversial as we've been in the past. But we have Bohemian Rhapsody versus Thriller for the final. <laughs> and I think I have my choice. Go, go. Thriller. <laughs> Is that easy? Tell yeah. us why it was that easy, please. Because you just said. You know, we mentioned Queen for a reason, and we brought it up 3,700 times, and it's because it should win. Do you think Queen's more influential than Michael Jackson? No. Do you think he's they're better or more important to music than Michael Jackson? I'm voting for Bohemian Rhapsody. He's the king of pop. Why? Why, Joel? I'm voting for Bohemian Rhapsody because I think, like I said, I think Thriller is, I love Thriller, but I think Thriller is a novelty song. I think if Billie Jean, I think Billie Jean is probably the better song. I like maybe like Thriller more, but I think Billie Jean. I is think Billie Jean song. is the better song as well, and I think Billie Jean should have been kind of at the end instead of Thriller. I think Thriller has more mass appeal. I also just think of like my childhood love for Thriller and all things Halloween. That's probably why one of my favorite Halloween or holidays is Halloween is because of Michael Jackson's Thriller and the making of Thriller, and I watched it over and over again until the tape ran out. But I think that Bohemian Rhapsody is just epic and amazing. It is. 
and 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 just the musicality of Thriller is so much fun. Joel, I love what you're saying right now, and I appreciate what you're saying right now. And I'm just thrilled that I don't have to make this choice. Me too. Well, what do you think, Kent? King of pop or queen? Oh, oh that was good. Oh, yeah. wow, Joel, did you plan this? No. How could so, I plan this? <laughs> Rolling Stone stated that the influence of Bohemian Rhapsody cannot be overstated, practically inventing the music video seven years before MTV went on the air. But then you get the thriller. Then you have Thriller, which is the first music video inducted into the National Film Registry. It's cited as a pop culture phenomenon. And I mean, here's the thing. They are comparable when you look at like chart performance and sales, like their they're, longevity, their neck and neck longevity and enjoyment as well, I would say. Sure. Yeah. This this is a this is a pretty good final match. This is nothing not, crazy. Like we we in the past we've had cats in the cradle versus play that funky music, right? Completely different ends of the. You guys made the wrong decision actually, there. Weirdly, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, you can't go against Bass unless it's Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I these do compare. I think pop culturally, I think they compare in popularity. So Joel, you said Queen. Mm-hmm. Zach said Michael Jackson. I said Michael. I said. Right, let's let's boil this down. Yeah. I said Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yes, yes, yes. He said, said Thriller. Thriller. We're not I doing because do, I do think Billie Jean is a stronger song than Thriller. It's it's a song I would have chosen in the final four. I think my final four probably would have been like Hotel California, Bohemian Rhapsody, Living on a Prayer, and Billie Jean. Even though those are all in the same section. <laughs> yes. Stupid Spotify. <laughs> Listen to our Spotify playlist. By Honestly, the way, and that's kind of that's the thing about this bracket is if we put these in any order. This We're final four would have changed. Absolutely. Yeah. And we went with Spotify just to have a cold clinical way to just put them on there. The song of songs. Oh. It's Thriller. Yeah. Thriller Woo. night. No. Yes. No. Yes, it is. You don't have to go against type. Just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's not right. You stupid <laughs> moron. Thank you for joining me in the anger. I hate you. I, that. I hate you. I hate you. I don't hate you. I pointed to Zach's wife over there. That is ridiculous. Why? Why would you vote for Thriller? Bohemian Rhapsody is my third favorite Queen song. Michael Jackson is music. Michael, okay, you just totally contradicted yourself. You said Bohemian Rhapsody, and then you said Michael Jackson. You did Bohemian not Rhapsody say Thriller. Is my third favorite. You did song. not say Thriller. You said oh, Billie Jean. Billie was Jean better than Thriller. Billie Jean is better. Thriller is still better than my third favorite Queen song. That is a lie. You are comparing <sighs> an artist against a song, and that is unfair. The, the legacy of Thriller is amazing. You've got to be kidding. I know me. that he's kind of yelling at me, but you've got like to be kidding. Yelling me. at me. And I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you got to be kidding me. Do you know who just won this bracket? Michael Jackson. You know who submitted Thriller? Huh. Christy Western. Hey. <laughs> really? So congratulations, Christy Western. <laughs> oh, that feels that feels. You get. <laughs> you, we, we didn't know. We didn't know who this winner was. That feels bad, actually. Oh, my oh, gosh, no. it feels dirty, actually. Oh, oops. But you, congratulations, Christy. You get oh. a couple months free to the streaming music service of your choice for submitting Thriller as the Song of Songs. Oh, I'm pretty sure she's related to you, Zach. Right. Um, the the name sounds familiar. Yes, it is my last name. I think you smooch her. That's possible. <laughs> I I don't know that that's a good thing for this contest. You know, I I this feels. This, is this an addendum? Are you adding feels, an addendum? This feels bad. You know, like um, because we didn't know. It's like an employee winning at the McDonald's Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't know. We had the names completely unattached from the songs when we were going into this. It was not going for this. So um, we will uh, concede. 
the on behalf of not Christy the win, Western. not the win. No, we'll, we're going to oh, cherish but that. the reward. Yeah, yeah, flip it over. No, no, give no, it but back. The reward. We're at no, we're cherish that. But however, we will uh, give the prize to whoever submitted Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's see. Which honestly, okay. let's be real, was several people. Yeah, but just whoever uh, that, got there that is first. true. Actually, uh, multiple people submitted Bohemian Rhapsody. And I had to go back to him <gasps> and say, "No, don't you can't pick that one." Someone it was else who already picked did. it first. It was who picked it first? Wow. Okay, so I had to write everyone. And so looking at this, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen was submitted by Emily Kuntz. Emily Kuntz. Okay. Emily Kuntz. Even though we'll talk to you soon. Even though the other song won. Well, rightfully, you are the one who gets the uh, uh, free streaming. So we'll we'll reach out to you soon after this airs. So or reach out to us. Either way, Bake It Sell Podcast at gmail.com. So there you go. There's our song of songs. Which once again, you guys, how rare? How, how get a bracket right once in a while? How often is Joel happy when we're done? Never. Rarely. No, because you guys always make the worst decisions. What, what if Bon Jovi won? Would you have been okay with that? Yes. <laughs> Living on a prayer could have won. I would have been fine. I told you. Bohemian Rhapsody, Hotel California, Living on a Prayer, Billie Jean. That was my I hear you. probably final four. Just thinking about them. So there you go. Let us know, listener, if you agree with this bad decision or if you uh, have other opinions which are probably right. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. What you if, if you agree with the Song of Songs uh, official Song of Songs of Bacon Cell now it's official you guys yeah, official you guys did this and now it's out there and it can't be taken away so good job ah <laughs> I've made worse decisions on the show all right before we go we want to thank some patrons in a couple of categories including our I am the listener tier where we have Ryan and Marley Lady Terry A Finley Sean Sanquist Alicia Bass Braden Winterton Chris Drought Jennifer Kilkowski Scott Sprague Adam and Rachel Crump Sir and Madam Hicks Local and Daniel, Rocky and Steph, Johnny English, Brick Four, standing by, Andrew in the Dark, Shannon West, Allison Gall, Debbie Foster, Casey Cummings, and Jake the Cooler King Swallow. Then we have our baking council, which includes Nicole sitting in the sin bin hail, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen Ross, baking council member Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, and Beaker. Thank you, patrons. We appreciate you. Thank you, patrons. I thank you. I don't thank the guys at this table. He's never happy at the end of a bracket. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, at showtimeshowdown.com. If you'd like to visit me and often hear some of these songs playing, you can do so at blakesbarbershop.com. Schedule an appointment for a haircut. And if you want to connect with me on social media, you can do so at tumblingmustard on Twitter and Instagram. More importantly, though, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Like that Facebook page and head over to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale. If you'd like to get yourself some merch, we love it when you support Bacon Sale with a t-shirt. And then if you would like to support the show even further, you can head over to patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get our weekly bacon bits, which are not always weekly, but usually are. And honestly, it's an basically an extra, extremely ridiculous show. Yes. Most every week. We have a lot of fun over there. We definitely don't plan it. And you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, this show's a thriller. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Rouge my knees and pull my stockings down. Illicit view of the knees. Illicit joints. German <laughs> food bad. Spice. Spice. Spritz. Spritz. Spice. Sweet. I wanted spite to. spite in his eyes. I mean, just because he pulled out I had, what a wonderful world. He had world spritz of time. spite in his eyes. I, <laughs> it's like I had Michael Jackson <laughs> Al over there. Now these... Yeah, I, yeah. Just look at the map sometimes. 
I heard sexy Satan. No. Nope. <laughs> you should talk to a therapist. Here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan. He'll give you, he'll give you 666. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer, sad Satan. I like you, Joel. Just not today. Okay, yeah. You can hear the yeah. booze in this. Oh, one. yeah. But, Teeth of the tiger. But, uh, <laughs> it went up against Weezer. Oh, I would have Yoko owned the Beatles right then and there. How many Batman it. movies are the Beatles in? <laughs> Versus shit. Oh! oh, my word. <laughs> Bad choices, everyone. Sprints. I need to get rid of these CDs. My mom's going to be so mad. He likes to do things in alphabetical order. <laughs> I am the source of all knowledge and truth. Are you trying to get invited to Hilton Day before yes. me? I, I, hey, you are coming this year, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, I was talking to Mikey about yeah, it. It's in two weeks. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm on Team Aretha, guys. I'm okay. I'm just dead inside. Throw I it. hate Dancing Queen. <laughs> I hate Zach, too. <laughs> When I become the source of knowledge and truth, officially, <laughs> yeah. I will Power make that. has got to his head. Look at media. Blamenton's German food. <laughs> German food has made me egotistical. He's mad with power. <laughs> Beautiful, Beautiful buttery box. vocals of Bon Jovi. <laughs> Who Dream do you hair. think you are? <laughs> Slippery when wet? A <laughs> <laughs> cat walked on a synthesizer and it beat Louis Armstrong. A freaking legend. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I feel like Joel. <laughs> I'm not going to be invited to Hilton Day now. <laughs> Zach will be going. Yay. You want to see your darlings do a knife fight? Dress. Sports. <laughs> Spritz. Great. Spritz. 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 <laughs> spritz and grits. Spritz. Hey, we got spritz. We got you spritz. Oh, I got, hate spritz. Oh, I got a fancy hat now. Wait, what the heck? What the heck was getting spritzed anyway? How do we even say spritz? Grit. Grit. Spritz ends with a Z. Grits. Grits. Spritz. Spritz. Let's put a little spritz on it. Grits. Spritz. Put a grits on it. Spritz of grits. Spritz on grits. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.